Big Fluff. A few years ago, on the 5th of July, I was hanging out with Joe and his kid, me, my kid, and my wife. We all decided to go for a nice hike. That happened to be, oddly enough, Gunpowder State Park. We went for a nice two or three mile hike up through the wilderness. I think we saw a snake on the side of the trail. But when we were done, we split off, we got lunch, and we passed by the Phantom Fireworks Factory. Thinking about the fact that it was the 5th of July, I realized there's probably gonna be some awesome sales. And let me tell you, everything was like, buy one, get five free. And I went home with six of almost everything. Curioso. A curioso is someone who inquires in esoteric matters. A collector of knowledge. Hey, Joe. Howdy, Chris. I know we're recording on Father's Day. Mm-hmm. I, I know it's a little weird, you know, because this is going to come out a few days after that or right. whatever. But uh, happy Father's Day to you. Uh, and to you, sir. Because I'm a dad, you're a dad. Mm-hmm. And now we're recording a podcast and having a beer together <laughs> yes. on Father's Day. Yes. Okay. I wanted to just kind of put this out here. Mm-hmm. Dana got Dana and Sammy. They got Wait, me. A, is this an update? This is a journal entry. Okay. It's Father's Day. We're currently recording on. She got me a lot of really cool things: a 9:30 club hat that I really like, mm-hmm. a new chair, a new uh, like camping chair, a new yoga mat bag, so that I don't have to like <laughs> tie it off with like a rope, so I look like a hillbilly anymore. <laughs> <laughs> right, like your Tom Huck or something. Yeah, now I just look like a metrosexual. Sure. One of the, the awesomest presents that she just got me, and I haven't told you about this one. I've been saving it to tell you on the air. Mm, yes. On the pod. On, on the recorded. On AirPod? the recorded AirPod. So she got me a one foot by one foot square of Sea Land. Oh, awesome! Like, do you you, you I know, know what Sea Land yeah, is? Yeah. Surprised so, we haven't done an episode about Sea Land. <laughs> I know, right? We're, we're going to have to do an episode about Micronations, okay, definitely. And cool. we will talk about it. Uh, but yes, I own a one foot by one foot square of Sea Land currently. So question, can you fly out there and stand on your one foot by one foot square and, and be like, <laughs> I'm here, I am home? Well, apparently, according to their... Uh, their uh, secretary of state <laughs> whose name is Steve <laughs> <laughs> you uh, you technically are not allowed to come onto the property without appointment well yeah so, so you can go there but yeah. you would have to have an appointment and and you, you would basically do a sightseeing tour yes of your one foot by one foot square of my property. one foot by one foot square <laughs> of sealand that i technically own sweet i think it's more of like a star registry kind of yeah, thing it's would, really more of just like a gimmick yeah and exactly. a way for them to make money with non-tourism dollars sure is this done she's bitcoin i probably i okay. don't know i don't <laughs> know how she did it but okay. uh but yeah so i technically own uh, and it's only for 10 years Oh, weird. I only technically so own... So you've leased it. I've leased it, <laughs> You've guess, leased property. <laughs> for, for 10 years. And I guess according to the state, after 10 years, you can re-up... The state of Sealand. Yes, the country of Sealand. Right. 
So uh, we're definitely going to have to do a Sealand episode at some point where we Aww. discuss it, and I will bring it in and show you Sweet. my certificate. Awesome. So I believe that I technically have to sign something mm-hmm. and then send it back to them, and then they'll give me the full-on certificate. Of certificate. Authenticity. Right, yeah, but I have to. And a, and a random blurry picture of your square. Yeah, yeah. You can <laughs> you can get on to Google Earth and look it up and find my square cool. of Sealand that I own. So do you have you have uh, coordinates then, right? Yeah, yeah. They gave me awesome. coordinates and everything for my, but I, it's a secret. I don't want to tell anybody. Well, yeah. What those coordinates no, are for no. my one foot by one foot, because I might want to build a tiny house on it. <laughs> a really tall, a really one tiny, foot by one foot house that I that I would not be able to step into. No, because I am more than one foot by one foot wide. Right. Well, it'd be more <laughs> like a pedestal. Yeah. <laughs> right. If I stood on my one foot by one foot square, I would flow over it <laughs> to someone else's one foot by one foot square. Right. And then you have to rent that. And that's just, yeah. it's a whole thing. Even if I sucked in, I wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but can you rent out your, your. My airspace your, above it. Your leased space as like a B, BRB or B, uh, uh, Airbnb. An Airbnb. <laughs> <laughs> My tiny house. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. You'd have to sleep standing up. That's uh, for sure. Some people can. Yeah. Right. Okay. So we are recording this episode about, did you want to do the topic? You want to say Sure. Fireworks in general. Mm-hmm. Baby, you're a firework. I think Isn't that's that, how that it Katie doesn't Perry go. Song? And you have some specific topics that you want to bring up. Yeah, that aren't, that aren't about fireworks. They're, they're more like fireworks adjacent. Yeah, but they use fireworks heavily, mm-hmm. pun intended, to facilitate Right. Yeah. So, but we'll get to those. Yeah. We'll get sure. to those in due time. Okay. Let's okay. Uh, let's start with let's commence the fireworks display. I was I was thinking I was thinking about bringing in some black hats just to throw at you during this, but then uh, my wife told me I wasn't allowed. So. Oh, you know. gotcha. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. She didn't say anything. I just thought it would be bad for me to throw fireworks at you. Is that yes, nice? that's bad. Yeah, it's bad. So we probably all know what fireworks are. So I'm not going to get into the super long, very broad history of it, but they do date back to probably the 7th century China and maybe even earlier. So probably over 2,000 years, fireworks have been in existence. Now, I have in my notes here that somewhere between 600 and 900 AD right. is about when we think that fireworks started coming about. Right. Mine, it's That's the, the first documentation of them being used. Mm-hmm. Some notes that I've seen all the way back to 200 B.C. So quite a while we have been using fireworks. Possibly 200 B.C. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's, yeah. that's a long time ago. Mm-hmm. How can we always deal with these, like, old subjects? <laughs> with very broad with histories. huge, gigantic, broad histories. I don't so, know. Can't we just talk about, like, I don't know, bananas one <laughs> we, day? <laughs> we could do a bananas episode if you want. I'm just saying. There's all kinds of weird stuff about bananas. I know. Yeah. Absolutely. China still is the largest manufacturer and exporter of fireworks in the entire world. 90% of all fireworks originate from China. By 1240, the Arabs started using Chinese knowledge to make their own fireworks. Now, there is some debate about that, that it's possible that the the Arab people might have came up with it first— or yeah. it was parallel thinking. But you're talking along the along the trade lines right through that part of the Middle East and China. 
Is that the Silk Road? Part of it, yes. Our, our unsung episode that we keep on talking about doing the Silk Road? <laughs> yeah, but I'm saying a lot of ideas, cultural things were traded back and forth, bought and sold. I, I'm pretty sure that some guy, some purveyor of early fireworks talked to some other guy who had some kind of similar idea mm -hmm. and he learned a few tricks of the trade and then he came back to his town with something called fireworks. Right. Now, here's what I think is really cool is that the, the people that mixed fireworks, like powder mixers, right, mm -hmm. they, they mixed together a few different things, saltpeter, which is potassium nitrate, mm -hmm. charcoal, and sulfur, and that's how they create fireworks, right? Those are the three main components? Main components. You do need fuel, oxygen, and heat. Yes. Yeah. Those are the three things you need to make it's combustion. The, that's the fire pyramid. Exactly. Right. Same, Teach you that in Boy Scouts. Same principle. Right. So, uh, so here's what's really cool about the Chinese alchemists that first started making this. Mm -hmm. They grew natural casings all over the place. Yes, they did. And that natural casing is called bamboo. Yep. Uh, so if you've ever messed around with bamboo or had to chop it down in your backyard or anything like that, mm -hmm. you'll notice that bamboo has little air pockets in between because it's yes. technically a grass. Yeah, so it, it's segmented. Yeah, exactly. So mm -hmm. that's why you can make things like flutes out of it because mm -hmm. it's completely hollow. That, that's no surprise to anybody. Right. But it was a little casing where they could yeah. put a hole in one end and they could shove this gunpowder into it, mm -hmm. cap it off, and then throw it in the fire and listen to it go kaboom. Yeah. And then eventually paper tubes started uh, replacing the bamboo. Mm -hmm. They would actually find paper and and roll them into little sticks. And a lot of the time they were using it during celebrations to scare off any kind of ghosts evil or spirits and evil Oni spirits and, right. and demons. Yeah. So it was it was a festive fun. It helped also in the spiritual and mythological sides of those cultures. So uh, then eventually, uh, moving forward to about the 10th century, mm -hmm. they started developing uh, bombs and attaching these bombs and firecrackers to arrows to rain down upon their adver uh, adversaries. I almost yeah. said advertisers because I'm reading this <laughs> off of a, a page during military engagements. Mm -hmm. uh, and then eventually they started putting fire explosives into the air and guiding them towards enemy targets building essentially what are the very first rockets. Yes. So basically, if you take a stick of bamboo or some sort of rolled up paper cardboard tube, your mm -hmm. toilet paper tube, and you shove a bunch of gunpowder into it, <laughs> right? if you leave one end open, right. one end is closed. The force and the pressure has to go somewhere. The opposite uh, and equal reaction right. is forward. And if yes. you shoot that at somebody and then it hits that target and explodes... Mm -hmm. uh, it's going to do some damage to you. Yeah, that's and, what they hoped. Or your equipment, or mm -hmm. catch ships on fire. Mm -hmm. Most fireworks were the colors orange and white. In the Middle Ages, new colors were achieved by adding different salts. The hardest colors to create were blues. So depending on what kind of chemicals you used in your gunpowder, still today... Mm -hmm. uh, magnesium, different kinds of salts, and different other metal compounds will create different colors. Right. I don't have this pulled up, but I, I watched a whole bunch of different documentaries earlier today, so I'm kind of pulling this out of the top of my head. Mm -hmm. I believe strontium, which is an element, creates a red 
flame. Yes. If you use copper, it mm. creates a blue and or green flame. Mm. And you'll know this too if you've ever done any kind of uh, patina work. Yeah, anything like that. Or, or, or soldering or anything like right, that. Right, soldering. You'll notice when you're soldering, mm -hmm. you'll get like a green flame to it yep. because it, it creates that green flame. And then iron shavings does what? What, what? what is that? I think it's bright silver. Yeah, it like gives a different color instead yeah, of like it's almost yellow. Like phosphorus or something. Mm -hmm. yeah. Right. Yeah. So and and changing those different mixtures is uh, is really important for whatever color you want to get. So right. when you're watching your Fourth of July fireworks display, you can you know take a look out and you know every single one of those has a different makeup that some alchemist. <laughs> pyromancer at the dawn of time, some <laughs> pyromancer, yeah, put together to create these different colors and bangs and things mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. So I have something really cool here. So in medieval England, fireworks experts were known as firemasters. Mm -hmm. The firemaster. Pyrotechnics comes from the Greek pyro, meaning fire, and technique, meaning art. So fire art. Fire art. That's yeah. like me. When I breathe fire, I'm no, a pyro. No, that's a fart. I'm a, no. <laughs> oh, wait. I'm a pyrotechnesis, right? Isn't that pyrotechnician? Shh. Yes. When I'm, when I'm blowing fire? Yeah. No, you would be considered a, a pyrotechnician. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the thing about medieval England, the fire masters, right? Mm -hmm. They had assistants, and normally their assistants were called green men. <laughs> and they were called green men because they, had, uh, they would actually take live leaves, okay? And they would basically make caps out of them, like hats. Yes. That they could wear on their heads to protect them from sparks. Oh, yeah. Because you've, you've been to fireworks events and shows and stuff, right? Mm-hmm, right. So have you ever been to one that, I don't know, a mortar or something kind of went off a little low to the ground? I haven't, but I have watched tons of YouTube videos about that. Well, you know, <laughs> I mean, there are professional exhibits and stuff for these fireworks going off, right. but some can kind of explode a little low. The shrapnel and bits and pieces. They can come down. Come down hot. Yeah. What goes up must come down. Right. And, you know, what's even better, you said you were talking about, like, professionals, the, the people that are professionals. Mm -hmm. Well, we live and grew up in an area that is right over the water that lots of non-professionals shoot off mortars that they get oh, from man. the down south. They go mm -hmm. down to the Carolinas, mm -hmm. and they pick up tons of mortars at, like, south of the border or whatever. Mm -hmm. Because in Maryland, our laws are that you're only allowed to have, I believe, fountains. Yes. So basically think of anything that is a sparkler, but maybe in tube form, like the little... I don't think of them as a sparkler. I think a fountain is its own thing. Eh, it's, but it's, it's like a sparkler with a little bit of a projectile. So there's no explosion. Right. What just, I'm saying. It, there it is no shoots it out in a fountain, just like a water fountain. Right. Right? And like a that, Roman candle kind of no, firework? No, a Roman candle is a mortar, man. Is it? It's technically a mortar. Oh, yeah. wow. Because you, even though you, it can oh, be handheld. Oh, because it actually has a projectile. It has a projectile. Gotcha. You're okay. not allowed to have anything that shoots something out uh -huh. and then explodes out there. So what about bottle rockets? Illegal in Maryland. Oh, I have like a whole bunch of those that you gave me. <laughs> shh. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> Good Lord, Joe. <laughs> You're going to get us in trouble, They're all man. gone now. Oh, uh, yeah. Because you took them and turned them into the police. Stop winking at me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so uh, during the Renaissance, pyrotechnic schools were training fireworks artists around Europe, and specifically in Italy. 
Mm -hmm. It became famous for its elaborate colors and displays. So really, even though like the Chinese people were doing this a long time ago, right. during the Renaissance period in Italy, they be it became a huge deal in Italy. Oh, yeah. they, Italy loves their fireworks, apparently. Mm -hmm. The Italians in the 1930s became the first to incorporate trace amounts of metals in other additives. So they were the first people that really... Found the, found the out, codes. Yeah, added the, the metal shavings and, to yeah. it to, to, to change it up and do different colors. Mm -hmm. There was something else I was also watching that the Italians, they started doing this these fireworks displays. Instead of shooting them up and everything, mm -hmm. they had created like... I, okay, have you ever gone to a like a light show like around Christmas time? Yeah, yeah. They have one at Sandy Point State Park mm -hmm. where it will be like a giant light up Santa teddy bear. Claus. Okay. Yeah, Santa Claus or teddy bear or whatever. And it's a light up kind of thing. Mm -hmm. You know, and you just drive around the park and you look at them. And they wave or they like right. sequence colors or something. So during this time period, uh, the Italians were making those, but they were making them out of gunpowder. So you would light oh, it, and yeah. the fuse would go, and it would it would light, and it would be like a fireworks display that was just kind of still. Mm -hmm. So they made used to make these gigantic ones that look like a like a hillside dotted with houses oh, or like whatever. Giant firework murals. Yeah, cool. yeah, and they would only burn for a few seconds or mm -hmm. or like about a minute or so, right. and then they were gone. It's like uh, on the the Facebook where people now are doing gunpowder artwork. Right, yeah, very Same much like that, yeah. And but but these were done like uh, you know with with fireworks that would burn. Oh, you know what it reminds me of, Joe? Hmm. It reminds me of like constellations. Okay. So they're like a connect the dots sort of thing. Yeah. So it's not it doesn't have like lines. It's just dots, mm -hmm. like a like a constellation, and you look at it and you're like, oh, it's a house. Right. So okay. it's each corner and each point right. has a little dot. So that's what I that's what I wanted to mention. Okay. So cool. before I lost my. My train of thought. Woo-woo! Apparently, Queen Elizabeth was fascinated with fireworks, and she created an honorary title called Fire Master of England. The Fire Master. For an individual who created the best fireworks of that year for whatever fireworks display that she had going on. Nowadays, the biggest occasion for fireworks in the UK is Guy Fawkes Day. Or Guy oh. Fox Night, I should say. Remember, remember the 5th of November. Exactly. The gunpowder treason and plot. And that's where we celebrate the failed gunpowder plot of the 5th of November, 1605, when a group of people attempted to kill King James I. <laughs> King James I. Good job. All right. At, at the Houses of Parliament. Hey, Joe, can we be culture vultures and steal that one? Very much like we've stolen, you know, like... Cinco de Mayo and St. Patrick's and Day. Bastille Day. Bastille, yeah, yeah. Wait, Bo we don't, Boxing Day. Do we do Boxing Day? No, we don't do Boxing Day. Okay. That's up in Canada. We don't care about that. <laughs> oh, hey. No, we're just kidding, Canadian listeners. We do love you. I've been to Canada once. Yeah, I lived, well, I, li I was close to Canada several times. Yeah, I, I actually, I went to Niagara Falls, and then mm -hmm. we went to Toronto for an entire weekend. All the poutine. I, I ate poutine while I was there and it was delicious. It was really good. So just kidding, Canada. We're just joking. It's just Send a, Tim Hortons. Just a little... <laughs> Tim Hortons. <laughs> they do have good coffee. But uh, I totally lost my train of thought again. Woo! <laughs> woo! Woo! I basically... I, can we... I want to be a culture vulture sure. and start celebrating the 5th of November uh, with some fireworks. Can we just go ahead and do that? Uh, sh why not? Yeah, I think so. I mean, uh, we, we both probably have... Some English 
background in our lineage. Oh, I definitely do. Well, I know I'm, I do. I'm from, yeah. my family's from Scarborough. Yeah. I mean, literally from Scarborough, England. Yeah. I think of, we used to own that place. Yeah, one of my aunts still has an accent. <laughs> yeah, so. right, exactly. Of course, now, in the U.S., where we happen to live, in the state that we happen to live, Joe, mm-hmm. we celebrate the 4th of July because of a fateful event that happened just outside the harbor of Baltimore at the Fort McHenry Fort. <laughs> Yes. At the Fort of McHenry. The Fort of McHenry. Oh, the Fort of McHenry. <laughs> Is that uh, the Boston Tea Party? What? Oh, my God. You're killing me. <laughs> no, it's the Battle of 1812. It was the Battle oh, of Baltimore okay. where the English uh, came up the channel and were mm. trying to take over Baltimore. And they relentlessly shelled our fort yes. right inside of Baltimore, which... Have you ever been to... McHenry? Yes. Yeah, Fort McHenry? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think and I've been to almost all of the forts in Maryland. Right. And yeah. we go to World of Beer, which is right around the corner from there mm-hmm. all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, uh, the 4th of July celebrations there are really cool. Yeah, it's pretty amazing because we are in the Chesapeake Bay. If you are near the bay, mm-hmm. you will see nothing but fireworks all along the coastlines. Right. I used to work for a peer company, and we would rent our barge to a fireworks display company that would basically do the fireworks near the the Bay Bridge. Oh, yeah. That's cool. So we got to go out there and set the barge up and all that stuff, and the fireworks guys would hop on and start setting their things up. And then when it was time to blow the load, as it were, we got to hang out on the other barge to watch like right oh, underneath of it. That's pretty rad. But if you if you look at the entire coastline of the Chesapeake Bay from anywhere you are, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if you're in the Dina, in the Dundalk, in the Inner Harbor. You can see some fireworks. You will see fireworks all along the coastline. Right. And one of my favorite things, I, I didn't even mention this, Joe. So that was where Francis Scott Key, who was a, a lawyer who mm-hmm. had been wrongfully imprisoned mm-hmm. uh, by the British, he was... He saw the the shelling of the Fort McHenry from ships uh, that were in the harbor, British ships. And in the morning, the flag happened to still be up. So the despite fort was despite the shelling. Despite the shelling, so that's where we get the our national anthem. The bombs bursting in air gave proof through the night that a flag was still there. That's right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. That's a Baltimore thing. Sure. Well, because the Orioles. Yeah. Cause right. Because yeah, yeah. them O's. Gotta get them, them O's. O's. Gonna go, I'm going to go drink some Natty Bow at the stadium and drink the O's. You know they stopped serving Natty Bow at the stadium? Really? Is yeah. it because it's brewed in Pennsylvania and it's too t- tough to ship here? I don't think so. I think they like lost their contract or something. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's really kind of sad. I mean, wow. everybody used to drink Bow at the stadium. Yeah, when it was brewed here. So, yeah. I'm a, I haven't... Of course, I've been. I've, I'm not. I'm such a baseball fan. I've seen. I like, know you love I've all seen like the three, ball guys. I've seen like three baseball games in my life. I've gone to that state. I think I actually one of them was at Memorial Stadium, which was the previous stadium, mm. and then I've only ever been to like two at the new stadium at Camden Yards. Camden Camden Yards, because <laughs> I can even talk with my mouth face. So that's the Fourth of July there, and the reason why we celebrate it in our state in a because of a fort about. 10 miles from where we live. Yeah. So yeah. we I actually you're with your new house that you bought. Mm-hmm. I have to go over to over the uh the Key Bridge to get there. Exactly. So named after, named uh, after that guy. Yeah, Francis Scott Key. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. The writer of the national anthem. Did you know that people who make 
fireworks, like the people who... The alchemists? Not nowadays, but the factories that make them, they are required to wear cotton clothing because... Is cotton flammable? Hold on. Cotton is more safe than synthetic materials because synthetic materials can create sparks from static electricity and accidentally detonate said fireworks. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. That's pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. Oh, seemed like it could possibly cause some accidents. Right. Hey, what's up? This is Carol Ibex, owner of Foundations Island Yoga over here on Ken Island, and you are listening to Curioso Podcast. And when you're done, come down to the studio and get bent. All right, Joe, so I have some stuff that's like some record-setting stuff, some weird Okay. Uh, things that people are doing with fireworks. Sure. Okay. Fireworks set from uh, the highest building. On New Year's Eve 2015, the world's tallest building, the Burj Khalifa in Dubai. Oh, that is a big building. It's Yeah. So it hosted a display uh, where fireworks erupted from every side from the top of the 2,716-foot and 6-inches skyscraper. <laughs> that is 828 meters for everyone else that's not American. Right. So in a little under 10 minutes, more than 1.6 tons or 3,527 pounds of fireworks were released. Wow. So, and if you get the chance to watch this video, which I'm going to be putting on the show notes, Mm. uh, it is pretty cool to see fireworks going off from the top of a building. The uh, most fireworks shells launched per minute happened again in Dubai in 2013. The event broke the record for the most fireworks shells launched per minute. It was 479,651 shells were fired in just about six minutes. An Whoa. incredible rate of 79,941 fireworks per minute. Wow. There are about 14,000 fireworks shows in the U.S. on the 4th of July alone. Wow. That's a lot. It's a lot of gunpowder. It's a lot of explosions, baby. Mm-hmm. On average, approximately... a 240 people in the U.S. go to the ER every day with fireworks-related injuries in and around July 4th. Oh, Joe. Joe, do you want to get into injuries? Sure. I had some other stuff, some other weird stuff. No, but we'll we just get... kind of go. That's what I'm just following you with, like, percentages and weird. Okay, because I have some awesome, awesome injuries if you really want to get into that. I okay. just feel like once you start getting into injuries, mm-hmm. you start going down a severe, weird rabbit hole where you just start watching YouTube you kind videos. You do. Oh, man. <laughs> yes, you do. Okay, so we'll, we'll just we'll just start moving into injuries because sure. because this is this is the fun part. Disgusting and awful, but fun. Eleven people were killed from fireworks that this past year, 2016. This included a 22-year-old man who j- died on July 4th after igniting a firework from the top of his head. Uh, old enough to know better. He, I say. he was. Now this is this guy. His name was Devin Staples. Okay, and I don't know if you remember hearing anything about it, but mm-hmm. what kind of made the headlines and news about this was the fact that he was a Disney cast member. Hmm. He yeah he worked. He was from Maine, but he worked uh, down in Disney as Gaston. 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 So he you know it kind of made like some news because of his job. Yeah. So apparently what happened was he had the a mortar. On the top of his head. Oh, now, a mortar, 
equal and opposite reaction. Yeah. It's supposed to fire in the opposite direction. Mm -hmm. uh, he had it on the top of his head, and apparently the idea was is that he had it up there, but he was like, I'm not going to do it. But he was waving around a lighter, joking around, apparently um, accidentally caught the, the, wick. the wick on fire. And it exploded. Or fuse. Yeah, but but because he was waving it around, I, I think he accidentally caught it down way further oh, than he no. thought he did. He burned it right in half. Yeah, and <sighs> it, it just basically went up, and literally he died instantly. Like, oh, wow. Instantly. His brother ran right over to him, and bang, that was it. He was gone. Jeez. So, yeah, it's re really sad. Walt Disney World buys more fireworks than any other company in the entire world. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Don't they do fireworks like every night there? I think so. Yeah, at the the Magic Castle or whatever. Uh, in all the places that the they magic, have. That's the thing in L.A. Well, whatever. <laughs> They've got like four or five different resorts. Right. But yeah, they buy the most fireworks in any other company in the entire world. Find that unsurprising. Yeah. Yeah. They. They. I, I'm pretty sure. That, like, on Main Street or whatever, they fire fireworks off every night at, like, closing time. Yeah, Mickey just runs around throwing fireworks at people. He's just running around. Ah, 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 ah. He's got Roman candles in both hands yeah. just running around. Mm-hmm. Man, he needs to be more careful. The most commonly injured part of the body by fireworks every year are the hand and or fingers at around 36%. The head, face, and or ear comes in around 22%. The eye is about 16%, leg 14 trunk and other 7%, and the arm 5%. Those are your injury rates. Right, so I have a few really awful ones, but you know, it's like one of those things, you know, you see a car accident and you're rubbernecking, you know what I mean? <laughs> sure. Omaha, Nebraska, 31-year-old man had picked, was picked up in a medical helicopter after blowing his hand off with a firework. Oy. The only things that you could see were his fingertips just dangling there, said his brother. Oh, man. Who was present. Either that or his hand was blown off in a way that defies logic. The hand was found 90 feet away from where the incident occurred. Whoa. Yeah, 90 feet away. Well, here's a figure that I found. Illegal homemade fireworks are involved in almost 8 out of 10 related deaths or accidents in the U.S. as of 2013, 2014. Yes, yeah, stop making homemade fireworks, people. The real ones are dangerous enough. The people know. that know what they're doing. Okay, so I'm going to say this little PSA. When I was a little dumb kid, I disassembled shotgun shells. Oh, my God. And filled them up into baby jars and then took M80 wicks or fuses that I think someone bought in, like, Pennsylvania or something because you can't get those here in Maryland. Right. And I decided I want a big bang. I want to, I want something to blow up. And yeah, that was, was a terrible idea. How far away were you when you exploded these? That's the I was about 10 feet away. Oh, well, of course you're 10 <laughs> feet away. That is not, that behind, is the shrapnel zone. Behind a bush. <laughs> oh, I was 10 feet away behind an umbrella that I held up. All right, Joe. <laughs> I was, I was probably 13. <laughs> and this was a different time in a different age. But yeah, don't make homemade explosives. No, no good. Not a good thing. Okay, so here is a uh, an example of a homemade firework problem, Joe. So this happened on a Sunday in Central Park. Mm -hmm. An 18-year-old tourist blew his foot off in Central Park. Oh. The tourist was climbing on rocks around uh, East 60th Street and Fifth Avenue when he stepped on a shock-sensitive homemade firework. Oh man, that, like, uh, they're, they're... that he made. 
like a claymore? He made a shock-sensitive homemade firework. Oh, jeez. So witnesses reported hearing a loud explosion and noticing that his foot was completely gone. Wow. That's it. No foot. Oh my God, Joe, this one is this one is the worst. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. Oh God, I don't even know if I want to do this one. Oh, okay. So this happened in Compton, California. Mm-hmm. A nine-year-old girl. Oh. oh. Was Her, it someone else's dumbass fault? Yes, it was. Oh, jeez, that's the worst. Someone threw a firework at her, and it detonated after she picked it up because she didn't know what it was. Oh. Nine-year-old completely amputated her left hand. Oh, Jesus. Uh, what the she, hell did they throw at her? They, I don't know, but, I mean, they got soft digits. And, oh. you know what well, I mean? and here's the other thing. She was walking in the park with her grandmother. The more that you compress an explosion, <laughs> you're making it worse. Right. So if you pick it up and you hold it, right? If you hold it like a, like a fist, yeah. you, you're compressing the explosion. Mm-hmm. So the, the force is magnified. You ever throw a can of beans in the fire? When you're yeah. Explosion. Mm-hmm. Can of beans all over the van. It's like a, it's like a piece of popcorn. Mm-hmm. It's exactly. Like, you know? So uh, South Bend, India, a man blew his hand off out. Why am I laughing? I a man know. blew his hand off outside of the pot of... Uh, Patewatambi Zoo. Ooh, that one took me like four tries. After lighting a firework he believed to be a smoke bomb. So he thought it was a smoke bomb, right? He lit it and held it in his hand because he thought it was a smoke bomb. Oh, geez. Even though you don't know where the where the flare is going to come smoke out of Smoke bombs get hot, man. That's what I'm saying. You don't know where the, the flare is going to pop out right. from a smoke bomb because most of the time they're round. Mm-hmm. Or, well, tubular, but they kind of fizz out Whatever side they want to go. That's what I'm saying. I w- don't. Here's the PSA: Don't hold fireworks. Right. Don't hold I them. A, I have a hard time holding sparklers because I'm like, get away from me, get away from me. Well, here's the other thing too. <laughs> I, there's there's all kinds of like things where people lost fingers, one finger, two thing, fingers, three fingers mm-hmm. because they were holding a Roman candle and it exploded. Here's one: a 22 year old Indiana man. He lost his index finger because he was holding a Roman candle. And it, you're supposed to put them into the ground, right? Right. Now, those are the tubes. It's a tube. You can... That has, what, three, sometimes five... Five to seven, maybe nine shots. Projectiles that light up like a flare, like a right. flare gun. It, uh, like a boat flare gun. Uncle you, Buck, <laughs> right? What yeah. is the guy... Uh, he, uh, he was John shooting Candy. him off. In the, was it Uncle... No, no, no. What was the one with uh, the guy from... Uh, the one with the guy from Married, uh, Married with Children? Was that Uncle Buck? No, what was that? The movie he was a he was like a he was like a the Duke? guy's stepdad was a Duke, and he's got like the 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 Roman candles and he's firing them off and he's mm-hmm. trying to just make mm-hmm. the kid happy. Yeah, he's holding them and he's shooting them. You're not supposed to do that with Roman candles. You're supposed to sit them down. Yeah, they're a mortar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you I don't mean, you don't see military people people running around with mortar guns. Ha ha ha! So this exploded, blew his index finger off. Wow. I mean, I if you don't if you don't want to point at anything anymore. Go ahead and hold a Roman candle. Yeah. So, did you ever watch the uh, that TV show like Dumb Ways to Die? Yeah, I did. So there was right. one where a guy put I don't remember what it was, maybe an M80 or a couple of M80s, something a large explosive firework. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, legal for that area. For the area that he was in, yeah. But he put it in an old fence post, like a steel pipe mm. fence post, right? Thinking that it would shoot straight up. Yeah. Well, he thought it went out. He throws it in, nothing happens. He walks over, face first into the pipe, boom. Right into his face. Yep. 
dead. Man. Don't F with fireworks. Yeah, right. Seriously. Okay. Use as intended. All right. Here's, here's one, Joe. And I'm not la- I shouldn't be laughing. This is awful. So this happened in Chicago. A man blew off his hand with a firework. So it was the 4th of July, and he had been f- going down and getting different fireworks for over three years. And he was firing them off in his yard. So uh, he blew it off with a firework. Uh, he went to the hospital. And a few hours later, uh, his neighbor came to the hospital with the guy's hand that he had found because he was walking his dog and his dog found it 250 feet from where the explosion occurred. Oh, well, it's like a Lorena Bobbitt situation. <laughs> yeah. So now it's, it says in the article that the man was actually a barber and uh, he had his appendage actually reattached. Oh, wow. And it is usable, but not very well. So he actually basically lost his profession because he, oh, he, he, although he has his hand and he has a little bit of movement in it, right. he can't articulate, yeah, enough. articulate it enough to be a barber anymore. Hmm. All right, Joe. So not only can you lose a hand or a finger or a foot or probably your proboscis or any other appendage, uh-huh. your entire head, but you can also lose your life. And a death toll of about 36 people lost their lives in a firework accident. Okay. This happened in uh, San Pablito Market. It is a huge market with uh, giant billowing plumes of smoke. I don't know why I'm laughing. Why am I laughing about this? This is awful. I don't know. There was an accident in 2005 that basically caught the market on fire once. (laughs) And this also happened, uh, I believe it was in 2016 on December 24th. Okay. While they were gearing up for New Year's. Sure. It is this place, it's basically like a market. If you've ever been to a flea market or anything mm-hmm. like that, mm-hmm. it is this giant market 25 miles north of Mexico City that bills itself as the country's firework capital. I've been to Mexico City. Have you? Yeah. Really? Yeah, I used to live right on the border. But you never went to San Pablito? No, I it's don't 25 remember. miles north of there. Did don't you live remember. there? Maybe. No? I was well, little. <laughs> it's a, it's, uh, yeah, so they're, basically, the entire market caught fire. Wow. It caught far, if you're it's in Baltimore. Far in a tar it factory? Far in a tar factory. <laughs> yeah, the fire basically tore through it, and there are stories uh, where people lost limbs oh, yeah, and yeah, all yeah. kinds of stuff from, I mean, it's just densely populated, populated area. Yeah, with explosions and, that yeah, are happening randomly. Just completely randomly blowing up other fireworks. Play- I mean, it's literally, I mean, it is the definition of chaos that was oh, yeah. happening at that market that day. Wow. Just, uh, it, you know, it, it was a, it's a 200-year tradition of manufacturing pyrotechnics in the city. Yeah. And they're host to huge firework festivals every single year. And, uh, yeah, they basically blew up on December 24th of, wow. of that year. So wow. absolutely crazy. Well, there is the Alliance to Stop Consumer Fireworks, which is a group of health and safety organizations that urges the U.S. public to watch fireworks displays by professionals rather than to buy or make their own private fireworks. Probably a good idea, actually. No, well, maybe. I mean, buying a few handful of small, insignificant fireworks, sure. But I would say maybe put the kibosh on large caliber explosives for people to take home and point in their face. Oh, 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 I got one more, Joe. Mm -hmm. So you think of the humble sparkler. Right? Yes. The the sparkler. You know, you light a sparkler and you give it to your kids and they run around with it and they stick it in each other's eyes. Yeah, you know it's what a I mean? light, it's, yeah. a, it's a large fizzy match. Right. A giant, giant match that you're basically giving them. Well, 
they actually cause some of the most egregious injuries out of any fireworks. Yeah, because they burn at like a thousand degrees. Right, You they literally have the hottest, like this, it, you're running around with a piece of like hot metal yeah, once it's, like it's done. Yeah, it's like Primacord. It's right. just, it's insane. So what, what I remember from being a kid and having those hmm. is for some reason you would have them and then someone would get like a, uh, a, a styrofoam cup mm-hmm. and put water in it. Yeah, and then, and then they would just be like, cup. "Oh, let's go put it in the discard," which is fine. You're like thinking like water, but yeah, yeah. don't don't use styrofoam. Styrofoam, yeah, <laughs> that's a whole different issue. It just burns right through it. I know, because <laughs> that's what I did when I was a kid. But I, I would I would take it and I would poke holes through the outside of the styrofoam yeah. cup because it would burn it. Uh huh. Well, I remember being like the cups leaking. Yeah, because <laughs> I did it. I was a dumb kid, man. I was awful. Well, I mean, I remember going to a few friends' houses that did fireworks. Yeah, we everybody had like a bucket. You know, right. it was a five-gallon bucket filled with water, and the kids would run around like little dummies, making symbols and and remember taking the sparklers and doing circles. You write your name. And, yeah. yeah, yeah, that kind of stuff. But you'd throw the thing in the bucket. Right. See so here when you were done. Yeah. That's right. So since we're talking about sparklers, I have a great one, okay? Sure. This man created a, basically he created his own sort of Roman candle. His name is Daring Yanov. He, uh, he was 28 when he did this. He's from the Ukraine. He collected sparklers together. And the amount is absolutely amazing. He collected 10,000 sparklers, okay? Whoa. So what he did was he took all 10,000 sparklers and he put them inside of a ceramic pot. Okay. Like, when I'm saying, like, a ceramic pot, I mean, like, the kind of pot you and I brew a beer in, like, five gallons of beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. Like a gigantic soup pot. Yeah, or like a garden pot. Like a big old gardening pot. Yeah, exactly. But it was was totally ceramic. Mm -hmm. He took that out to the middle of nowhere. Mm -hmm. He took all 10,000 sparklers. He lined them all up. He put, I think, dirt underneath of it. So mm-hmm. so it basically had that kind of, uh, so it wouldn't light anything underneath, you know? Gotcha. And then he uh, he basically lit them on fire with like a little teepee of sparklers. Wow. And it shoot, there's a video that you can look online, you, you know, a bunch of cool stuff on YouTube or whatever. Sure. But he basically did this. It shot like 25 feet into the air. Wow. This, I mean, and it was just sparklers, but he had mm-hmm. so many of them. I want to show you. This is a clip of it. This is the packages of all oh the sparklers. Oh my gosh! Like it is just tons and tons of these cardboard boxes of sparklers. Wow. Do you want to watch the video for a second? Sure. Okay. So here's the pot filled with tin foil, <laughs> with the Man. dirt underneath. It and looks like he's making the ten thousand sparklers. Here it is, lighting it off, and whoa! Here, there it is, the explosion. Wow. So it's just funneling all of that energy straight up now. Straight up into the air. Huh. So, and, and there's video of it if you want to you wanna watch it. But it's, yeah, it's really cool. 10,000 sparklers. But uh, he did actually hmm. wind up having a fire extinguisher mm-hmm. and a couple buckets of water just to make sure that nothing Good. happened. Good for him. See, but that's the right idea. Like, you want to do something extravagant and weird like that? Mm-hmm. Go for it. But do it in a safe, controlled environment. Well, he did light some grass on fire. Uh, well, maybe he, <laughs> but he yeah. put it out. He but put he it out. put it out. Yeah, he put it out when he was done with but a you, bunch of water. But you know what I mean? Like that's that's I don't know, semi-responsible. I, I would have well, done. Well, at least he did a, it out in the middle of a field with like but I'm nobody saying, I would, else there. I would have done it in like a dirt patch or something. Yeah, you know? instead of like in a grassy field yeah, where exactly. stuff can blow up. All right, Joe. I, so I have some other uh, weird stuff. Mm-hmm. So this happened in London in 2014. They had a fireworks display 
at the London Eye, and it was they. That's the giant oversized Ferris wheel. Yes. Over the River Thames, right? Right. Over gotcha. the, over the Thames. Over the Thames. Uh, so food scientists, Bompass and Parr, they partnered with uh, David Atkinson, and they braved a bunch of rain during this to basically create a fireworks display that you could taste and smell. Oh, interesting. So it happened. Uh, it, it happened on the. the um, Oh my God! What is the countdown to midnight? Uh, New, New Year's, Year's Eve. Oh, good lord! <laughs> I am so sorry. So it happened uh, on on New Year's Eve. Uh, so basically, what they were doing was they were pumping out some sort of like smell display. Okay. With the with the, with the pyrotechnics display. Uh huh. So the full sensory bombardment began. Edible flakes of peach snow and banana confetti rained down. Interesting. Orange flavored bubbles. As they're shooting off orange fireworks, uh-huh. they shot out bubbles that had orange flavoring infused into the, the, soap. the soap. Okay, Ugh. right. So I would imagine it's like when you're working at an office and somebody eats an orange like three cubicles down. Yeah, and, and you're, like, you're like, oh god, do you smell orange? Yeah, or when Gloria comes in with all the eau de toilette on and you can taste her. Right. Yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> Gloria. <laughs> So, uh, <laughs> clouds of fruity mist rained down upon hundreds of people in the key viewing area. So they only wow. had a specific area that they yeah, had this happen. Yeah, of course. So basically, they they turned the fireworks into 3D. So they're shooting off yellow fireworks, confetti that has been soaked in banana flavoring mm-hmm. rains down upon you. <laughs> nice. Uh, like snow, like how they do like shaved snow, mm-hmm. like when you're uh, on the like slopes. Like a ski resort with yeah. the faux snow. Yeah, so they had edible flakes of peach snow that shot down on people at the hmm. same time. So it's like a extra sensory. Sure. Extra sensory fireworks. Cool. So, and as the fireworks blanketed the sky, you know, they had different things that smelled like cherry when the red when the red fireworks came off. Hmm. That is a, that's a very interesting. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. You know what I mean? I would have liked to have seen that. That would be kind of neat. You think that's the future of fireworks, Joe? Uh, I'm hoping. Uh, in 2002, in Zurich, for a New Year's Eve festival, the largest chocolate firework was released. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it measured three meters high and... Did this just have Pop Rocks in it? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. Three meters high, 1.5 meters in diameter, and containing 60 kilograms of Swiss chocolates. And the firework was released, like I said, 2002. A chocolate firework. So they blew up chocolate? I I think so. Is that they blew up like an Easter bunny? I think it was like a a large ball of, of chocolates with little chocolates inside, and they exploded it, and they went everywhere. Okay. That's what I, I think it is. That It just seems really like a pinata sort of thing, but they blew it up from the inside. Yeah, but I'm saying I would rather have chocolates with my explosions right. than peach ice. Peach. <laughs> than peach I'm just saying. <laughs> somebody's throwing peach snowballs at peach you? Peach snow. That's, man, give me chocolate. All right, Joe. So one of the things that I like to do when, whenever we do episodes like this is to mm-hmm. look up, you know, we're doing fireworks. I got to look up the largest firework. Sure. Right? So I have two of them here, okay, mm-hmm. that are kind of contentious for, the, for one of the largest Ooh. fireworks. So, I love contention. Right. So at the 13th, Kausun, oh, Joe, I'm so awful at this. C-O-U-N-O-S-U. Kaunsu? Festival. It's okay. a fireworks festival that happens in Japan every year. Ooh, in Japan, they are known as Hanabe 
Which actually means fire flower. Fire flowers. Mm -hmm. So, Joe, the largest fire flower, Mm -hmm. uh, this happened in in Japan on October 11th, 2014. This was in Satima, Japan. Okay. The aerial display had a colossal rocket that weighed 464,826 kilograms. That is 1,024.76 pounds. Wow. That sounds more like an intergalactic ballistic missile. Right. Yeah. It's, <laughs> I, it, Joe, it's huge. So, okay. So here, let, here, let me see the dimensions. The huge firecracker reached an awe-inspiring 907 meters or 2,975 feet and 8.66 inches into the air from the ground what? to the top of the explosion. Wow. Okay. Have you ever seen where they, they align an entire road? With little firecrackers, and then light them, uh, and like an entire road is like, like little firecrackers yeah, yeah. going down I, the street. Yeah, yeah. I've actually seen some footage of like the 1986 like bison or centennial of like the Brooklyn Bridge and stuff mm-hmm. like that, where like the whole bridge lights up. It's very similar. Where they yeah. shut down the whole bridge and had like the centennial. Yeah, that was mm-hmm. really cool. So the actual shell, the mortar that they shot off, mm-hmm. was about 47 inches in diameter. Okay, that's a that's a big old pipe. Yeah, so mm-hmm. that that's well, that was how big the shell was. Mm-hmm. It was forty seven inches. Wow. So here is the the contender with that. So that was like a fireworks company that that they went to a festival. They shot this off. Sure. So this one was uh, done by a na- man named Tim Borden. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tim Borden is apparently rich. I don't know how rich, <laughs> but he is rich enough to buy a ghost town. So a, apparently, wait, a ghost town or a goat town? A ghost town. He ghost bought, town. He bought an entire ghost town out in Colorado. Okay. Which one? South Park? I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't know the name of the town, but okay. that's he. He literally bought a ghost town in the middle of Colorado. There's a handful of them out there. Right, and he decided to basically hold an election. And he became mayor of the town. That he bought. That he bought. So that he's like pretty much the only resident. <laughs> hold on. So only resident. Ran for mayor, voted for himself to become mayor, became mayor. Right. Yes. What? Okay. So the only reason that he decided to do this, okay, uh-huh. he moved out there to the middle of nowhere so that he could get a federal fireworks permit. Oh, my God. So that he can shoot off fireworks on his property, the ghost town. Sure. Out in the middle of Colorado. So, <laughs> so uh, in 2017... Which is this year. Uh-huh. I believe it was sometime earlier this year. I, I still couldn't get the actual date that they shot this firework off. I'm not sure if it was like uh, the, 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 like. Near a 4th of July event. Well, or no, just... that would be, 2017 would be like what we're doing this episode for. It oh, happened. yes, yes. But I believe it was around the uh, the new year. Okay. okay. It was either around the new year, but I think like the article came out around February. So okay, I, I, I was, I, it's weird. I only could see the video, but I couldn't figure out the date. I apologize right. for that. If you guys figure it out. Let us know. Mm-hmm. Send us an mm-hmm. email. The Japanese firework was mm-hmm. 47 inches. He created one that was 46 inches. Okay. Okay. That's... Normally, they're about the size of a golf ball or a baseball when you shoot off a mortar. Sure. Okay. Yeah, because they have to fit into a decent size heavy-duty tube. Right. To, mm-hmm. For the velocity. Right. It's normally like some kind of cardboard tube that they fire yeah. out of. He wanted to try and create a like a 50-inch shell, but he couldn't do it. He, he wound up with a 46-inch shell, which is about an inch smaller than the Japanese one. Sure. However, theirs was, the, the poundage on it was 1,024 pounds. Mm-hmm. He created one that was, I believe, like 1,200 pounds. Okay. So his was a little heavier, 
even though it was just a little bit smaller. Okay, so you're you're that's semantics. So you're talking like colossal squid versus giant squid right yeah right his is one inch <laughs> one's smaller longer, one's fatter but it's 200 pounds heavier gotcha okay so uh so it, it actually he fired this all out from a a, a 20 foot deep mortar oh, wow. hole in the ground now if you watch the video which you can on yeah. our on our website mm-hmm. we'll, we'll have it up it looks like the 10x hole from our from Oak Island, <laughs> but it's like huge. It's this giant, like twenty foot deep mortar, and mm. the mortar is about fifty inches around. So you have about uh, what is it, four inches of play? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Some so wobble. like two inches on either side to, mm-hmm. to be able to wobble out. And they shot it off, and I, I they've got footage of it, wow. and you can take a look at it. It's just absolutely amazing. But I just think like the story behind this one is so much cooler, even though yeah, it's, it's an ridiculous inch smaller, that he bought a ghost town, became mayor, that got he a voted federal, himself in. <laughs> got a federal fireworks permit just so he can shoot these big ass fireworks so he like how much more american can you get yeah america (laughs) he should probably go to the philippines Mm -hmm. which is the home of the world pyro olympics oh my a yearly fireworks competition where competitors from around the world gather to determine who can create the best fireworks display so he should go there next was that a a philippine accent that you were just using sure But I'm saying he should go there next and try to be mayor of the Philippines. All right, Joe. So I don't know if you know, there's a few different places that like fireworks are very big. They're very big in uh, Portugal. They're very big in Italy. Mm -hmm. Extremely big in here in the U.S. Japan, uh, China. Japan, China. So, I mean, mean, there's all kinds of accidents that happen. In Portugal, there was a a fireworks factory that an entire family, like a lot of them died uh, Mm -hmm. just a few years ago. You're you're talking highly volatile chemicals. Right. So, but but here in the U.S., the the families that are really known for the very large fireworks displays Mm -hmm. are, are there's three families that are really known. It's the Zambelli family, the... Gambino? No. no. It's the the Grusics. It's G-R-U-C-C-I-S. Grusis. Okay. The Zambelli, and then I believe Souza. Souza. I like, have heard this. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. So those three families are the the three largest, basically like experts when it comes to, mm-hmm. you know, having your Pyrotechnics. giant yeah giant yeah. displays. Yeah. Uh, so they used to actually light them by hand originally. Oh man, you remember? I I remember seeing lighting runners. Right. They would run down whatever the concourse that they had everything lined up, the mm-hmm. mortars and stuff, hand torches. Running With a down, bunt. yeah, it's lighting, called a bunt. lighting yeah. fuse. I'm like, man, I don't want that. Yeah, job. It, it looks uh, a bunt. It looks like a uh, what's it called? Like a giant uh, stick of incense. Yes. Yeah, and you go yeah. down the line to light them all up. But mm-hmm. but eventually they wound up moving to like computerized stuff, where electric fuse, right? Like timers and stuff like like uh, model rockets. Yeah, Same very thing. much exactly like yeah. that. And then eventually wound up moving to computerized, mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. It, they could sync it up with musical cues right. and things like that. And that was really during like the 80s where they mm-hmm. started doing that sort of thing. But the uh, centennial for the the Statue of Liberty, I believe that happened in 1986, 1987, something like, something yeah. like that. Uh, it was so it was the bicentennial for the the Statue of Liberty. Mm-hmm. All three families actually got together. Oh wow! And put they, aside their differences. Put aside their differences yeah. <laughs> because it was too big of a job for any one of the three families. Mm-hmm. Uh, because they only have cer- a certain amount of people in each one. We're going to need bigger fireworks. And some of them don't have the use of their hands because of, <laughs> because of accidents. Right. Uh, that's not a joke. That has really happened I know. in a few of the families. It's like the shop class guy. 
right know, the teacher yeah. he's like i'm not fucking around don't mess with that bandsaw <laughs> as, and he as, holds up three fingers right yeah exactly yeah. so they they shot it off of i believe it was 33 different barges around around mm-hmm. the, the statue of liberty uh so i guess each family had 11 sure, i'm assuming right. a handful of barges so yeah so a lot of different barges and all three families fired them off at the same uh same time did all three families survive yeah, they did, oh, and they all they all worked together to uh, to, awesome. to to do that. I just thought thought it was really cool, and you can go in depth in a lot of the families. I don't yeah. think they were going to do that here, but they're very much like flying trapeze families, exactly, or tightrope families. It goes down from grandfather yes. to son to like you know the Walendas I mean? and all those, right? Yes, yeah. Okay. So you know, and I've actually watched documentaries on all three of them, oh, and cool. I don't remember that much besides. <laughs> It's just, you know, but it was cool. It yeah. was cool while I was yeah. watching it. But yeah. I watched, like, those all today. That's what I was doing all Oh, time. gotcha. But, uh, yeah, really cool. And if you want to go in depth, I have more on the on the show notes. All right, Joe. I don't know if you've ever heard of the Greek island of Chios. Chios? Chios. No. It's a, it's a Greek island. And on this Greek island, there are two rival parishes. Okay. Oh, okay. So two churches. Okay. Do they do they come out like um, the jets and the one guys and they tie their the wrists, sharks and the jets? They tie their wrists together and they, the priests have to fight like in bad. Yeah, uh, they they tie their their arms with rosaries. Yeah, and they and dance <laughs> dance off. <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, but they sit on opposite hillsides, about four hundred meters apart from one another, mm-hmm. and every year they create a yearly rocket war. Rocket war. Uh, this is also known as Rocketopolis. Rocketopolis. Yeah. So they think that this tradition came from 1889, where real cannons were used in this annual performance. Uh, They used to have to fight off pirates, they believe. Oh, okay. Where they had the cannons, they would, it was an Easter tradition that they would just fire these rounds off because I I think it was mainly like, okay, if there's any day pirates are not going to come and attack us, Mm -hmm. it is not going to be a flippin' Easter. (laughs) Right. So I think they would like fire the cannons off ahead of time so that they would not get messed with on Easter specifically. Ah, Because it's a holy tradition. Yeah, of course. Right. So because of that, they started making these homemade bottle rockets every single year. Okay. Because it's, you know, like I said, it's a tradition. Yeah. So starting around midnight for Midnight Mass on Easter, this yearly fire fire spectacle draws a high number of tourists. So now they're just doing it for the tourist dollars. Mm-hmm. So what they do is they, they set up about 80,000 unstable fire sticks. <laughs> unstable, keyword. Yes, about un, 80,000 un, uh, unstable fire sticks, and they fire them off with those, what, are they, what did I just call it? Uh, a puck, pike? A punt. Punt. A punt. Uh, and they go down the line, and they fire off these, these rockets at each other's bell towers. And the idea is, is to try and hit the other church's bell tower and make it ring during the midnight mass ceremony. Huh. So while these poor priests are trying to do their midnight mass and discuss it, there's fireworks shooting off all around them (laughs) as they're doing midnight mass. And although the priests typically don't say anything about it, they just go through their midnight mass and they're like, Uh well, what are you going to, I guess that's, give me your best, what are you going to do face? Right? Jeff Sessions, what are you going to do face? I don't know. What are you going to (laughs) do? Yes, they enthusiastically fire bottle rockets at each other's bell towers, trying to ring the other uh, parish's bell. And apparently the the people, the congregation that come in and enjoy the Mass, if one of the bells ring or they ring the other person's bell when they hear it, 
everyone's kind of like stands up and cheers <laughs> like in the middle of the mass. Oh, the competition. Yeah, yes. because it's a competition. And then they sit back down and then the priest goes back on with finishing the mass up. Like I was saying. <laughs> They've actually set up and board up buildings trying to protect as much as possible, setting up wire mesh all around the city. Mm-hmm. to try and stop the bottle rockets from lighting everything on fire. So wow. at least there's some semblance of safety. Sure. But it really seems like some old world shit that they're doing. You uh-huh. know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. They're just, we're just going to fire bottle rockets at each other. Just <laughs> like like they're teenagers. You uh-huh. know what I mean? But they're like a hundred hundreds of year old city. Like ye old teenagers. <laughs> so what's funny is that apparently both congregations declare themselves the winner every single year. Mm-hmm. And they just have to agree to disagree and settle the score the following year. of course all right joe so kind of saving this for last okay because this is one of my favorite things that i have learned and found out about Mm. that happens specifically for and around the fourth of july yes you've told me about this and i still don't quite understand it so here's my favorite thing (laughs) when i told you about it you were like what what is is that (laughs) so what we're talking about is something that they call Anvil launching, or, right. or sometimes anvil shooting. Okay, so I, it was either a mix between pumpkin chunkin, mm-hmm. if you've ever heard about that, or that weird 80s band Anvil. <laughs> no, it's actually closer to pumpkin chunkin kind, okay. of, kind of thing. Gotcha. It's literally like a bunch of people just hanging out in the middle of a field. Trying uh, to explode anvils. Right, so not ex- trying to explode, just launching them. Okay. So, okay. <laughs> Not so, with a trebuchet. And, and Not I have, with a ballista. No. Just with gunpowder. Okay. Okay. So one of my favorite websites about this is called uh, anvilfire.com. And, As uh, it would be. Yeah. Right. So anvil shooting has been part of the American Independence Day celebration since the founding of the U.S. Typically, a blacksmith would have a few anvils, and he would take them out to the uh-huh. middle of a field on Independence Day. Sure would have a shit ton of black powder, mm-hmm. okay? And they take a larger anvil, and they basically put that on the ground in the middle of a field. Okay, as your base. As your base. A bunch of people gather around, and then they take a smaller anvil, typically. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily even much smaller. Like, the, <laughs> the kind that, like, two or three dudes would have to pick up and okay, take. Yeah. Like, a heavy anvil. Because a, a normal anvil, your average anvil, Mm-hmm. That's a couple of hundred pounds. Right. That's what I'm saying, man. It's, it's, this is crazy. Okay. Absolutely insane. So, go so, ahead. Okay, so today only blacksmiths tarry, typically tar- carry on this tradition. Mm-hmm. So it is their fireworks display. Gotcha. Is, is what they call it. What they do, the setup is uh, is well-practiced typically. They they kind of hand this down, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, so they, they take one anvil and they put it on like a metal plate upside down. Okay. okay. Because they're very flat, they use... On the bottom. On the bottom. So they take it, they put it upside down. Mm-hmm. Uh, then they take the other anvil, they put it on top of it, so they're butt to butt. Oh, so like the side Oreo of, cookie, but yeah. with an anvil. Right. So <laughs> uh, in this uh, analogy here, uh-huh. the filling, they put gunpowder. <laughs> in between them? Or in between like a cavity? Them. No, yeah, it's, it's, it's actually a cavity underneath of oh, an anvil. Cause, yeah, because in between the legs of an anvil, not really legs, but... It's, uh, it's like a... Imagine uh, K-9 from the, the old, good Doctor Who TV shows. It's mm-hmm. kind of like that. Right. 
Yeah. Okay. So underneath of it, it has a bit of a cavity yes. or like a just it's kind a of hollow. Con- ho- a little hollow mm-hmm. and concave. So they put the the butt sides together. Mm-hmm. They basically put it's ass to ass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they put uh, the the, the gunpowder in between them as the cream filling. Uh huh. As the cream filling. Then they usually take a, a like a chunk of just like uh, bar steel. Okay. okay. And they they kind of put that in between the two. And the reason why they do that is so that they can run the black powder down that bar. Okay? Oh, as a as a fuse. As a fuse. Gotcha. So they put a, a bar in there and they run the black powder down the bar, which is the bar is typically like four to five feet long. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> so you get it, the hell away quick. Right. Okay. So then they basically they light the the gunpowder that's on the fuse, uh-huh. very much like Wiley Coyote style. Yeah. It, it runs instead of birdseed. Yeah. Instead of birdseed or no, he they did a lot with black powder back in the I, day. But too. you know what I mean with the birdseed. Yeah. He would, he would mix half of it with black powder or something. <laughs> yeah. So it runs up the bar mm-hmm. and then hits the anvil, and the anvil immediately flies into the air, typically about twenty feet. Now they do have competitions sometimes around yes. around the Fourth of July. Yes, it's like it's like Scottish stone throwing. It's right. ridiculous. It's the it's those like weird right like the weird competitions that yeah. you get like rolling a cheese down the hill or whatever. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like these weird. Like these I weird mean, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, but at so, the same time, why? Well, they they typically go because I think what it is is people are bored, Joe, ah, with life, there we go. and they need some danger. They <laughs> gotcha. need a 200-pound chunk of metal that Flying just flies into the air. So <laughs> they have the bar and everything, mm-hmm. but these anvils that they use are typically the old wrought iron types. Yes, and, with like a horn on the end. Yeah. The big mm-hmm. old massive And they're, they're made out of wrought iron. They're typically the older types, not the steel types. And they yeah. say that apparently this is because they were unlikely to fracture due to bitterness. Bitterness, uh, brittleness, brittleness, because yeah. of of the type of anvil that they're using. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the small uh, bit of black powder that they put in between lights it up, shoots that anvil straight into the air. Typically, it's about twenty five feet, but they have gotten in these competitions upwards of two hundred feet into the air. Wow! So they're they're on their way back down. They're hitting probably terminal velocity. Oh yeah, yeah. I would think they would hit terminal velocity pretty quick. That is crazy. So I mean, it's it's akin to putting an M80 under a trash can. Oh yeah, except for the trash can is an anvil. <laughs> <laughs> That's insane. It's absolutely insane. So it's a long-standing uh, blacksmithing tradition to okay. to go out on the Fourth of July and do this. All right. So Let's go now, flatten a squirrel. Although, although there is a possibility of the anvil going sideways, going sideways, oh, and man. things like that, oh, right? God. You think of like disaster movies here, yeah, with like no. chunks of concrete flying at you. That's what I'm thinking about, like an anvil coming straight at your head, right? It's like an anvil through the car. It's just yeah. dunk, right? Like you know, just like rolling a bowling ball down, you know what I mean, a hill on uh-huh. a crowded street or something. You know, just insane. But apparently, most of the time, they do go straight up uh-huh. and come down within two or three feet of where the the anvil, the oh, wow. other anvil is now. Very unoften, and I, I would I would think that they would consider this lucky. Every mm-hmm. once in a while, the anvil will come completely straight down and actually strike the anvil that it was shot off of. How many points is that? I would, th- I mean, I would think you would get like 100 <laughs> points for that, you know what I mean? Like, just straight down on the other anvil. Uh-huh. But, uh, but most of the time, it lands like a few, a f- you know, maybe few- four or five feet. Around a radius. In a radius. Nice. Uh, but if you've ever actually seen it, and you there's just go into do yourself a favor, go into YouTube <laughs> and type in anvil launching. Okay. 
Okay, it is it is absolutely amazing. But when it lands, Joe, mm-hmm. Joe, when it lands, you don't even see the anvil. Oh, I know. Because it goes so far into the ground yeah. that you'll see maybe the horn sticking out you, or something like that. You have to get an excavator to get the damn thing out. It's insane. They literally do. They have excavators where they take chains, they wrap it around the anvil, and, and they pull, scrap? they drag it out of the ground. Mm-hmm. It's fucking insane. <laughs> It's insane. I don't, yeah. I want to go to an anvil launching. Oh, there you go. I want to go just to see it at one point in time okay. in my life because it is absolutely beautiful. Be- right. A beautiful, Amer- beautiful Americana. <laughs> gotcha. Okay, so I have here a disclaimer. So even, just like we talk with fireworks, mm-hmm. even people who do this for a living, do it all the time, mm-hmm. can screw up. Mm-hmm. Okay? So in 2011, on Saturday, June uh, 4th, not July 4th, June 4th, because he was going a little early here. A guy named Tim practicing, Ryan. Practicing. He was practicing. A guy named Tim Ryan, who has been doing this for a very long time, mm. he was injured at the Farmington, Missouri U.S. Championship Anvil Shooting Competition. Well, of course. It's a competition, Joe. Of course. If you can have a yoga competition, apparently you can have an anvil launching competition. Yep. So what happened was there was an early ignition of the gunpowder when Tim accidentally lit the fuse with his cigar. What? That, wait. Early right. ignition, that, like Joe, premature. that sink is a knocking. That sink is knocking. Let that sink in. <laughs> oh, Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> Did you need you need to take a second? No, <laughs> man. Which means he had an anvil, yeah, and gunpowder, yeah, and had a cigar, yeah, and lit it, and that's it. That's it. Oh man, that, that's what happened. Has he has he passed? No, no, he's alive. Uh, how many so, how many digits is he missing? Well, it is reported that Tim lost his thumb, and members of the Discovery Channel crew that were there to film it, of course, including Tori Balacci, who mm-hmm. is the guy from MythBusters. He's like yes. from the B Team guys. Yeah, yeah. Who they started uh, the White Rabbit project yes. on Netflix. Yes. Pretty good. Yeah. So apparently he was there when this guy Tim blew off his thumb, and a few people from the the crew, oh, because geez. they were there filming this, yeah, got hurt. So. Not only were they filming it, MythBusters—they always had a blast shield, you right? Know? I mean, I can't well, see anything with the blast, a blast shield, shield down. He apparently thought his cigar was going to save him. Of course, you know what I mean. But he, yeah, he—he he basically blew his thumb off. Oh. He hurt other people that were in. The th- Why would you? So apparently, what it is is that it's his, his tradition is that he has a cigar and he typically lights the fuse with, with the, his cigar. With said cigar. But, but if did, did the ash hit the fuse before uh, yes. he before was he, out of the way? Yeah, before he could go. Gotcha. So it went, blew his thumb off and everything, and uh, and that's it. Apparently he probably doesn't shoot anvils anymore. Or if he does, he doesn't do it with the thumbs up. <laughs> so celebratory shoots only lift the anvil between a foot and 20 feet or so. Competition shoots launch about a hundred pound anvil well over a hundred feet. Wow! And the uh, the person who won the competition when Tim blew off his uh, his his thumb thumbus mm, thumbus uh, his uh, what's the thumbkin thumbkin, thumbkin. Yes. when he blew off his thumbkin that anvil launch he the, the the winner of the competition won it by uh, launching his anvil two hundred and two feet into wow. the air. Wow! So that is. Crazy. Yeah, so here's like a little thing. Shooters claim the anvils always go straight up and come down within a few feet of where they are launched. In fact, they have occasionally been known to strike the base of the anvil on landing. Like you said. Right. But this is not the same as shooting a cannon for for many things can go awry. Mm. Theoretically, the anvil can go almost as far sideways as is expected to go vertical. 
Wow. So theoretically, if not placed properly, yeah, it could go 25 feet sideways instead of 25 oh, feet up if, if they don't basically level off the, the gunpowder yeah, and everything. Yeah. So, uh, Joe, that's uh, Anvil launching. Wow. A beautiful little piece of Americana. Uh-huh. God, I love America. <laughs> I love you all uh, everywhere else. Uh, the world is great. Uh-huh. Uh, but do you guys launch Anvils? I mean, for real. Maybe. They might. And they if might you now. do, if you do, please send us some video. I would love to see it. So I brought this just to wrap everything up. Just today in the mail, I got a little news pamphlet thing for hey, guess what? Fourth of July is coming, so buy all the fireworks. Oh, uh, for the Fourth of July, Joe, I'm uh, I'm actually uh, going down to Florida. Florida, Florida, Sweet. and I'm gonna pass right by south of the border. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I'm going to get some stuff. Oh, yes, you will. Because fireworks are totally legal in Florida. So I'm going to be shooting some shit off. So in this pamphlet, I'm not going to name the names, but everything in this pamphlet is a giant sparkler. Really? Yeah. Well, you know why? Because it's Maryland. Because it's Maryland. Yeah. You're only allowed to have... Um, a, a, you're only allowed... You are only allowed to have uh, fountains. Right, right. Fountains and sparklers, and that's so, it. And we all know the, the major names, the Wolfpack and, and the Emerald Cities and things like that. But I remember Black Cat. Black Cat. Remember Black Cat fireworks? Yeah. Oh, oh, what's the other uh, one with a black name? Mm, what's the, 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 the little worms that come out? Oh, yeah. the Black little, Snakes. Black Snakes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love those Black Snakes. Those are cool. But those but are pretty cool. I used to they stack ex- all six of them that you would get in a package uh-huh. on top of each other yep. and then lay them all at once. Just, blah, 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 yeah, yeah. One big gross worm right. thing. But black cats are the ones that uh, are really fun to throw into like a sewer drain because just sure. because the noise is like yeah. right. They're they're the um, they're, they're actual the, fireworks. What you think of as a firecracker? Yes, they crack exactly. And for this episode, through our Amazon affiliate link, I found. A black cat T-shirt on Amazon. Oh, that's pretty rad. And it's it looks like the old school black cat symbol. You know, right, cat with the black cat. Looks like a sailor Jerry tattoo. Yeah, or something, yeah, right? exactly. <laughs> so, sad thing is, uh, Amazon doesn't really sell fireworks, quote unquote. So, but we will have a handful of fireworks related stuff. I saw some fireworks lanterns. It's basically the the, the lanterns that you light. And they go up in the air, but they have little sparklers underneath. Mm-hmm. Oh, like the uh, pinwheel sort of things? Kind of, yeah. Kind oh, of. I've always liked those. So you, you take them and you nail them to a fence post and they go... Well, this is a, a lantern mm-hmm. you know, that you light and it goes up in the air because of the heat. Oh, like oh, like a paper lantern. Paper lantern. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. But underneath of it is a little sparkler. Oh, that's kind of So cool. it goes up in the air, but it sparkles at the same time. Yeah. So we will have as much... Amazon-related stuff for the 4th of July as we possibly can. So please, please, please use the Amazon affiliate link that we have on our site. Get all of your 4th of July stuff through us. We'll get a small percentage of that, and that means you are helping this show. Yeah, see, because here's the thing. We could actually start doing those awful commercials about mattresses and razors and all the other stuff that everybody else does. Okay, That's next month. But I, I hate to do it. I don't want to do that. I really okay? don't either, but... But, but I'm about <laughs> to buy a house, and Joe just bought a house, yeah. and we'd like this 
this uh, podcast to at least pay for itself. So yes. if you go on and you buy something from Amazon, if you're going on to Amazon anyway to buy yourself yeah. whatever you want. Just come to our site first and use our link. Right. Just every once in a while. Yeah. You know? It's a small percentage. You you don't pay anything more, but it gives us a little bit to keep this show going. Right. And we've been recording this uh, these episodes for you for... A long uh, time. Three years now? Yeah. So, yeah. Go three to Amazon. long years. You know what? Go buy yourself a new bathing suit. You deserve it. Send pictures. Happy as Chris the- would say. <laughs> <laughs> happy 4th of July, everybody. I tell you what. Happy belated Father's Day and happy 4th of July. Happy Bastille Day. Remember, remember, the 5th of November. Happy Guy Fox Day. gunpowder treason and plot. I'm culture vulturing that. All right, that's I'm fine. I'm doing it. I'm English anyway. It yeah, so yeah. we. Yeah, whatever. Well, no, I'm American. I'm yeah, a, I'm we're a, mutts. I'm a dumb American. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm going to take it. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Curioso Podcast. You can tweet us at Curioso Podcast. You can email us feedback at thecurioso.com. You can Facebook us, facebook.com backslash thecurioso podcast. Check out our merchandise on Zazzle.com backslash Curioso Podcast. You can also check out our videos, YouTube.com backslash Curioso Podcast. On the left-hand side of the Curioso.com, you can help support the show by clicking on our donate link. And if you're a real Curioso, we need you to go on and give us a great five-star review on iTunes. It will help us get more listeners and it'll make you feel good about yourself. Oh, he has a little cat helping him. Yeah. <laughs> Don't. Oh, I see it. Yeah. A little oil? Yeah, a little a little sheen. Yeah. A little Charlie Sheen on there. It's shot to the moon.